And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guest. He's an Eagle Scout who earned merit badges in first aid, search and rescue, urinating in the garage and camping. It's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian and the lead singer for the death metal band Scrotal Grab. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to show us how to make his peanut butter balls without having to shave your balls. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little quiche tartlets. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. Hello and welcome back, David Huntsberger. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm the, now the lead singer of a band. <laughs> you <laughs> got a promotion. Right. Yeah, it feels good. Hello, Alan. Hello. Hello, Missing Jenna. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. It sounds just like her. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Allison. I think we're going to have a good show, don't you think? I'm too tired to care. Oh, so true. Uh, So Jenna is still doing her trip. She is still on a road trip. Uh, She will give you the full updates next week. But teaser. Oh boy! Three important words from this trip: technology, homeless person, arrested. It's four actually. Wow. Yeah, homeless person. person, I guess. Yeah. But she terms tweeted. Sorry, by the way. How unfun am I? That's four, by the way. <laughs> that's four. <laughs> when someone says like uh, three words, for, that's all I'm doing is counting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so then you were also thinking that's four. Immediately. That's all right. <laughs> I thought he was doing a joke like technology was three words. Oh, no. No. What did she tweet? She tweeted. Um, I, should, I should probably follow her, but I haven't gotten around <laughs> oh, to Oh, yeah. It. She's at yeah. Jenna Kim Jones oh, on yeah. Instagram. Okay, look her up. And also, she does a podcast, Sorry Not Sorry. It's with you. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hashtag mm. no regrets. Yeah. I'll tune in. I'll t- I'm gonna, <laughs> she's been recording your conversations and putting them on. Wait, what? I'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she said a bunch of stuff, and then in all caps, so much drama. And then she yes. said, but listen to Sorry Not Sorry to get the full story. Had major drama today. Whoa. And it ended in an arrest. Of the homeless person using a computer? You'll have to tune in. She'll give an update on Sorry Not Sorry and this podcast. Did it involve danger? What? She'll, that's what I'm saying. It's, I'm going to tease you. Did she, <laughs> it's, it was a crazy story. Did she, rab, did she rob a Best Buy in order to give who, money to a homeless person or something? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and then, oh, what if she Jones. was the one who was arrested? I know. I don't yeah. Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse. Check. You are such an effing idiot. <laughs> Check the Salt Lake County arrest reports. <laughs> well, I do that every morning. It would seem bizarre, but I feel like it's really going to pay off this time. Okay. So we got a tiny bit of a late start on the show because my brother was in town kind of last minute and came over and I got to catch up with him and it was great. Uh, and I mentioned that it was kind of a last minute trip. And then David said, Oh, you point. I said, uh, I am he, pointing to it you. was the makeup for, uh, like a road trip comedy movie. The, the tagline would be, he was just stopping by. <laughs> and I said, Oh, you should, do you do VO? Cause you sound so much like a, you know, professional voiceover guy. <laughs> and then you had a story and I said, wait, 
Let's oh, do yeah. this on air. And then you promised it wasn't that interesting. And I said, I don't care. I've I never assured cared. you it was not. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, not interesting is in our wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> That's our milieu. So- <laughs> That's right. Um, I was hearing some guys talk about, which I was so flattered that you thought my voiceover was good. Because I had done like some uh, auditioning for It's a competitive field. And I heard from these, uh, the old guard of guys, like, that how competitive it is compared to like where it was and was way more lucrative before. And, I was in the like the kind of green room waiting room area like you, know, you sit there at an audition and yeah, not not like at the agency where I, mm-hmm. like they have you like cycle through they they only have two booths so sometimes you sit there for quite a while and there was a guy who uh like a standard LA 50s-ish just dad like wearing like sort of a tr- like uh jogging pants and tennis shoes and a t-shirt and just like a mellow guy it seemed like this guy has like a mellow life which is the whole appeal of VO <laughs> and then he started telling me like the golden age of they would come in there and he's like oh, I need another big one man that's what I'm ready for another big one I, I did Nissan they, I, I don't know this is like my only experience with VO people but they if they have a story you'll hear it quickly <laughs> Because it's such a lottery ticket where they were like, he's like, ah, I went in and, and oh, he, I think he was asking me what I was recording. And I was saying like, oh, it's it's this. And the, the description is this. And then he just started kind of doing it. He's like, that's what you got to do, man. You got to say it like that. And I was doing Nissan. And that's that's how he dipped into his story. It was like his golden thing from like 15 years ago. But he was, he was a, the nicest guy and like re- really appreciated how successful he had been and was like, yeah, they, they wanted me to say these terms in this way. This was at the like the cresting point where they were getting out of things being too announcery and more mellow, which I think podcasting is mm-hmm. totally taking that over. Like they don't want anything announcery really at all. Right. But back then it was like you know you'd say the new Nissan two seventy Z, and they were like, no, we don't want that. We want like the new Nissan Nissan two seventy, like very. Right. <laughs> and so it's more conversational. Like, yeah, yeah, it's more kind of, And so he was like, my coach. I think at the time he had a coach was like telling him just say that about everything the new water bottle the new laptop the new and then he went in and nailed the audition and then he was the guy for the regional spots the radio spots and their like national like tv spots and he was you know he was like i some days i'd I'd show i'd make like ten thousand dollars before 9 a.m and then i'd just go watch movies and get high and stuff it was the best and it's like (laughs) i was watching that thing like that's never gonna happen again like i felt so pessimistic about it but he was like, now under 50% of the work is union. Most of it's non-union mm-hmm. stuff. And oh. I feel like it's just most people like, you can record it on a Zoom in your closet and audition. There's really, the union aspect is more. Uh, That's like, interesting. Because for a little while, I was auditioning for voiceover stuff. Never got a one. Right. Was way too announcery, I'm sure. Because I did not have a coach. And I look back <laughs> on all that time. It's the kind of thing where like I feel bad for the agency that took me on because they really sent me a ton of stuff to record and send yeah. back to them. And I, again, did not nail a one. And I, I, <laughs> I want to just like be like, thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm so sorry that I suck <laughs> that bad. I wonder um, if that's how everyone feels. Or in the maybe. golden age of announcer, I bet they walked out of there like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> just felt- Nailed it. Yeah. It was Daniel who, didn't you say to me that everything I... I did sounded too announcery. <laughs> I don't remember, but probably. <laughs> Audio is not really your medium, honey. <laughs> this guy was—he was so good, and I was really rooting for him. Like I wish yeah. I could have stayed and watched him audition because I wanted him to get another one. And I think he's—it's mm. <laughs> got to be tough if you have one of those huge 
calendar year or two yeah. where you're doing that and you own a home and you're like putting your kids through school. And I think his kids were at this point, like maybe now college age. Yeah. And like, I'm sure that faucet kind of drained a little. Do you, did he have the voice? Like, you're like, oh yeah, I get it. This guy's got. Was he velvety? No, every now and again, like I would come in and I would hear someone leaving going like, well, that's all for me. Yeah. And you know, like, well, that was really like a different voice. Or that guy, Chris Myers, who's like a sports announcer guy was in there once. And like, when you hear his voice, when you see it on TV, Is that it makes the ESPN sense. guy? Uh, what I think like, so, maybe. No, not Chris ESPN. You know that guy? Is, you know the one I'm talking about, Al? No. <laughs> no one sounds like that. Yeah, he does. I wish it. I, it's been a while. <laughs> he has a very, uh, he has a very high-pitched, weird, specific voice. Okay. Um, it, I think this guy's a Fox Sports net dude, maybe. I, if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know it. But I'd never... I bet I wouldn't. Really? <laughs> Me? Okay. That's Probably reasonable. Not. Yeah, you don't, you don't watch a lot of Fox Sports now. I don't. Mm. Not anymore. <laughs> mm. I yeah. Where have I heard? I know I've heard his voice. What does he do? Like hockey stuff or something? It's one of those things where like you realize that people have announcer type voices, right. but when they're on TV, you're like, oh, it's just a person. Mm-hmm. When you hear it just in a room, you're like, that is. Well, that's what happened when you said he was just dropping by, <laughs> <laughs> but in your in your special. Huntsburger way. Sure, yeah, my fake. Maybe that's the thing. I couldn't recreate it if they said like, "Okay, go do what you did." Like he was just dropping by. No, yeah. it was it was a little it was a little <laughs> bit different than that. Well, anyway, it makes me feel better to know all those jobs I didn't get wouldn't have been a big payday anyway. Because I was thinking maybe they would have been. I think. I mean, if it's if you get a union gig now, they still pay really well. But and I think that's the fight they're having. That so the I think the part of the story I was going to tell you, like save that for the show. And I oh think wait, we're all, all, all this greatness wasn't that story yet. No, they told me this. So another guy came in and then he who had been around for you know twenty plus years and he. He, as he was leaving, he said, so good luck, guys. This is kind of like, uh, what are we in now? And then I asked him, you know, something. I kept him going. He was he was about to fade out, and I asked him, like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, oh, well, because they had this strike in, like, 2000, and that changed everything. Like, it was just the worst thing for VO. They never really recovered from it. Huh. It introduced in a, a bunch more, not just scabs, but, like, People could in their rooms record things, and so who who could forget the great VO strike of two thousand? <laughs> you know, yeah, I was oh seeing God. the remnants of it night. in this room, like, oh, yeah. this is a bummer. Like, because these guys, they all knew each other. They would show up and they would get five, ten gigs. You know, at least auditions like a day, and then they mm. they book several of them a week or month. So they were just. It was the freest and probably easiest money a human being's ever made. Right. And they were still complaining, like talking about how people would complain about it. Like, oh, I got three gigs. I had to drive to Los Feliz and I go back to the coast. And that's a pretty good voice. Yeah. I, gotta- <laughs> I, I bet it's hard for those guys, though, because like you had said, the style changed. Like it yeah. went from being people want announcers to sound like announcers to I think the style now with advertising is they Real. want. Yeah, they want it to sound like it's someone that you know mm-hmm. giving you advice like advice mm-hmm. so it's just like it's very you know it's like your neighbor or when something. i did my yeah. audition for barnes and noble nook reader yeah. i really that was what i was <laughs> I projecting know. like you know me i'm telling you you want this nook right but the problem the but problem is like yeah but the problem for you is that like you sound like someone people don't really want to know, you right. know. So it's like, yeah, it's like my true self comes through and it's just it's like well yeah myself sounds, in the foot. you sound like a neighbor that uh, but just not someone whose advice I'm going to take. I wish there was just a highlight reel of all these th- those sort of insults. They're just <laughs> great. It's the only fun I have anymore, David. We actually talked last night about Daniel's... So Daniel and no I more, went No out. more divorce jokes. 
<laughs> she's like, <laughs> I was making a, a bunch of them. And we, I think <laughs> we, you guys think it's just for the podcast, but it's not. It's also for, um, we went out to lunch with a couple that we know. We met them in one of the classes we took before the baby came. Um, I believe it was Ask an Anesthesiologist. And then we also ran into them at our uh, Infant Safety and CPR yep. horrifying seminar that lets you know that everything in your house can kill your child. They can drown in an inch of standing water. And yeah. then um, I'm now in Mommy and Me with the woman, and so we met to get lunch with them. Mm-hmm. And Daniel started by saying... You know, they always say to kids... I didn't of div- start with yes, this. Yes, he did. No, I did not. He said, hi, you know. No, no. <laughs> well, it was pretty early. I feel like it was at the beginning of the... I feel like it was right after we sat down. Okay. So, so wait, anyway... Wait, this lunch, is it one where you have a number on the table? No. No, it no it's, just- it's full waiter service and everything. Okay, so where are you at? Breadsticks at this point? Waters? No. Waters. Waters, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's so it's pretty, pretty early. early. Yeah, that's, yeah. Pretty I mean, early. it was early, but I w- it wasn't like we had just said, whatever. Well, okay, it anyway, was, we were at Waters, so I think it was. Have like they taken your order that. yet? Nope. Yeah. Early. <laughs> well, we were just, we were commiserating over, you know, how difficult it can be to have a baby. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They have a baby who's just a couple weeks older than Elliot. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel said, you know how kids of divorce, you always say to the kid, it's not your fault. But now that Daniel has a kid, he realizes totally their it's fault. totally your fault. <laughs> totally, it's 100% your fault. You <laughs> know? Then, like, come on. What is it? The, the, the couple's like, fine. They have a baby. Now they're divorced. What changed? 90%, 90% your fault. Here, yeah, I was thinking about I, it. Go ahead. No. I'm, cu- <laughs> I'm curious what the trajectory is of, of like, if there's a chart versus uh, the length of time of all relationships with no kids, like mm. where do they, what are the success rates as time goes on? If it's just mm. an attrition thing yeah, or the kid just happens to expedite the process. I think you're probably I, right. At, it's I, like, but let me be clear. I, I, it was a joke. I well, wasn't so saying I, it like I'm saying something. It's a joke. I said, <laughs> it's a joke. yeah, let's address that. Address whether there's any validity. <laughs> Was this lunch predicated by like a, hey, let's be on our best behavior. And like no, we had no, we hadn't, we hadn't, gotten on the same page sure there was no putting our hands together and saying like go lunch or anything like that you know we just we just rolled in yeah. thinking we could wing it <laughs> sounds like you did we both separately went home feeling insecure about our performances okay, at the hold lunch. on hold on let's just wait let me just not get ahead of ourselves i okay let me so he said his funny thing about divorce and i said should I be worried? That got a laugh. But then the other night, I asked him seriously, are you wanting to divorce me? Because you're making a lot of jokes about it. And of course, <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is no. Look, I wouldn't be joking about it. That's what if you said. I really was having those thoughts. Like if I really <laughs> was thinking like, oh, Jesus, I want out of this. I wouldn't be making jokes about it. Well, Your either, turn, bitch. Either you wouldn't or you would. No, nah, that's not. I know. I wouldn't. So, anyway, here's what I think. I think when they say it's it's not your fault to the kid, it's not like you, Billy's fault. But I do think having a child is does put a stress it on quickens the relationship. whatever problems yeah. were there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's what we're finding. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm with that. I'm not, I am joking that it would be something. It actually, wasn't even implying that it's a problem for us. Uh, I was just saying that parents who do get a divorce. You know, and they say that. Here, here's the thing: if you're a couple where there's problems, 
but you're just kind of any couple. Though. Yeah, well, and you don't communicate well, or you know, there's something, and you're just like a kid is like a crisis, and you whatever those problems are, are just going to get worse. Like they're just going to come to the fore, and if you don't have the skills to to already to deal with it, it's only going to get harder. And so I think that's probably why a lot of relationships end after the kid comes in because it's just they don't know how to do it we mm-hmm. we we're fine but it's like you can definitely see that everything is strained because you know you know you're you're sleep deprived the kid is like you know he's screaming his head off and you don't know why and you're you're you know you're just pushed to the limit and um sometimes you, you know wish for the sweet freedom of a quickie divorce. Yeah, you just eye that you eye that Drano, and you're like, oh man, how oh. much of that should I drink before I, um, before I this all goes away? I mean, I could I could let you know. Yeah, tell me. See, people are gonna think we're being serious. We're not being serious. I'm being it's serious. Just your style but, of humor, like yeah, it, I, it's sometimes every, every once in a while, Daniel gets me. Like he'll say something so straight faced, and it's like, wait, really? And then it's like, no, of course not. And then it's so funny. But okay. it, that's just the, that's yeah. Just the I mean, I it's it's a problem because um, some then I'll say something sincere, and when people have finally figured out that I am joking a lot, then when I say something sincere, they don't believe me. Right. So it's look, it's, it's, real, a, it's a real boy cried wolf. Yeah, it really is. It's a problem. <laughs> but uh, so can I share a moment? <laughs> a moment. So we had like we had a very busy social weekend for us, which is a lot because we are unbusy, unsocial people. Let me just say yeah. this. If we have one thing scheduled, that's a busy for me. Yeah. That's a busy New Year's social. resolution twenty fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> whatever it is, twenty sixteen. That's a, another thing with the kid. It's like if there's even one thing I have to do on a Saturday, it's like, fuck, how do I manage that? You know. So that said So we haven't spoken about this. I wanted to bring this up to you. Oh brother. Daniel has a go to joke when the topic of baby names comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I really am happy that it, we're breaking down my humor because today. you before you told this joke you looked at me which i felt was <laughs> were you looking at me like here i go <laughs> no i looked at you like you i know you know that i am saying something that i have said multiple times before so don't let on that this is super not funny to you anymore <laughs> No, I knew that. I knew that's what the look was, and I was like, no, I was "It's amused. cool. It's cool. I'm going to act like I heard." But it. I was amused by that fact. I thought it was funny. Like I'm telling a joke you've heard so many times, you probably like shut the fuck up. And then the thing is, though, you kind of you put it in a different place in the conversation than normal. You like pushed it off for as long as possible, and then you told it, and it killed your cousin. Loved it. It's a funny joke, but you, listen, I'm not going to let them know. I can't though. Now. now it's not going to be funny. I know, but you can't not. Yeah, I mean, we I've, gotta. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can't say this is funny and then say something and have it be funny. Okay. We're not expecting okay, humor. Okay, so we what just do you call like two hear, birds in a hammock? <laughs> no, two birds making love in a hammock. <laughs> it's a, it's that's a parakeet. parakeet. I mean, a parakeet. Yeah, that's yeah. a standard that's American it. tradition. It's still funny. No, the jo- we were talking about baby names. My cousin had had a baby a few years ago. And so we were just talking about how hard it is to come up with baby names. And I was talking about how my mom always told me that they had two names picked out. But then they, she saw me and she's like, he looks like a Daniel. And that wasn't on their list. And so it was like, just wait and see what he looks like. And I'm like, but newborns look like aliens. So if I look at him, his name will end up being, you know, 
Gleep Glorp. <laughs> and, and see, you can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't, honey. She's. <laughs> let me just tell you folks what's going on. Here. Let me tell you what's it's going so on. It's so fun, though, know, to it wait there really and stone and face just, them. <laughs> let me. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh-huh. she's uh-huh. pissed about something. I don't know what it is. I'm not pissed. She, it's all right. I'm not pissed. And she's like, I'm going to fucking nail Daniel no. at the beginning of this show. No. That's fine. That's it's not, fine. It's, not. it's okay, honey. I deserve it. I'm thinking, you know, how the, uh, the, the plasticity of the brain or the sponge-like <laughs> aspect for a child. I think there might be a lot of crib kind of just you and me alone buddy and i think parents like getting shit off their chest like the kid is an infant in it but then yes. it just seeps in there and 10 years later when they get divorced like i'm a wreck or i'm yeah. like it's fucking hard on them <laughs> so i could see that happening tonight after they made me tell this goddamn joke i don't want to tell a joke yeah i don't know what's going on honey what is it talking to your baby like he's your bartender yeah yeah <laughs> we do have some heart to hearts in the middle of the night do you yeah. I, well i i would say just like from the whole conversation of that things are hard and the baby changes the relationship for those that that allow it it brings you closer and you end up oh, like sure. having to deal with those issues and yeah. address them and there there's like a higher level of like man we are a team it's not all bad it. yeah it's funnier the bad <laughs> is good. funnier it's not all bad <laughs> Well, I like to talk about the bad because, first of all, I'm exhausted and I want to complain. But also, it's funnier. The the true, but the yeah. good side of it is is great. Like, it's just not as fun to talk mm-hmm. about the good stuff. But I mean, I mean, j- he started to to his eyes like his eyes are brighter. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? It's like, like he's there. He's more present. Yeah, his mm-hmm. eyes. I don't know if they're wider. They're looking. He's looking at you and. Like I'll come up to him and he'll look at me and he'll just start smiling and I swear it's the greatest feeling in the world. It, and it's like he's just like ah! he's just so happy to see you. I I don't, I don't know. And then um, he laughed once. He laughed for a seconds, but he hasn't laughed so again. Awesome. And we have these. We have a lot of moments with him where we're with him, and it's great. It's 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 beautiful. It's just not funny. Thanks and this for is bringing a comedy, me down. This Thanks is a for... fucking comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when did that start? Uh, today. Um, so, something that I was thinking about. Um, Daniel and I both, in our respective careers early on, were referred to as eager. And we both... Well, okay. I know, yeah. you and I are talking about this, but I think I want to I wanna get other people's opinions no, on it. Right. I think it's interesting. And both of us separately felt mortified to be called that yeah it was like the worst thing to be called what's interesting you say it's appropriate because i was thinking but it actually is a quality you want in a young person you're hiring like you don't want a jaded too cool for school young ambitious is so much nicer eager has that little tinge of Of desperation no of them just needling you a bit like if they say like i like you you've got ambition you're like hey thanks 100% 100% thanks. Like, you're eager. Like, oh, right. Like it. they mean something more than just. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That might have been what you're, I could tell you're kind of a pest. <laughs> Some you're of that little your... brown nosy maybe. Oh. I feel like there could be a yeah, lot. Like, like a little yuppie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of like a yuppie feel. I, I think in my case it was probably like I wouldn't. Like I was, I was wanting to be too involved and they probably didn't want to deal be bothered yeah, that's probably how i was too so it's like you're too eager like you're 
too you're in my office too much. What did they <laughs> yeah. say? You're yeah. too eager? No, no, he didn't say too eager. Uh, he was just. It was like after a summer, my first summer internship, and I was working at a, a production company. And uh, at the end of it, for some reason, they were like, you know, describe everyone in one word. And the guy's word for me was eager. And I was just like, oh, my God. How could I be, you know? But then, is that bad? And I guess, yeah, I think I felt like it was him sort of saying, you know, eh, maybe it could have... But let's like, go back there, internship, because that's different. Like, end of the summer, what's the one word you would like them to say that would have just been perfect? Um, Hired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the future of showbiz. What's that word? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Wonderkind. Yeah, wonderkind. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I was talking to this guy. I was writing for a magazine, um, and I was talking to him, and he said that you're different than most of our writers. Um and I, I was like, oh, in what way? And he said, well, you're eager. Because I was, I was young mm-hmm. and everyone else was like grizzled and old. But I, he, I felt like he'd slapped me. Like, or it was this mortifying. But I'm I look so back odd. on that and I don't think that he meant it in an insulting way. However, I probably was annoying with like emailing like, hey, got any assignments for me? Hey, need anything that, is there anything that needs to be? Because like, I really want, I was very ambitious. I would say with the word eager, if I'm using it, I might mean it that way, but I would never mean it negatively. Like right. If I describe someone well, that that's way, what we like, were thinking. that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. but so first, I was thinking it's funny that we felt so awful because I think that it actually was somewhat complimentary. Mm-hmm. And oh, the folly of youth! <laughs> that was my thought. But then I thought, if someone were to scri- describe me as eager now, I would still be. I was thinking it was a thought. <laughs> it was a thought experiment. Uh-huh. Let's say someone just used that word to describe me now. How would I feel? I would still be mortified. And so then I thought maybe. It's only the kind of thing you can describe yourself as. I don't know because yeah. I think what it what it communicates is you have not arrived yet. In it, what it communicates is we are all on the inside of something. You're on the outside, and we uh-huh. recognize that you want to be on the inside. Yeah, it's like yeah. precocious. Yes, yeah. right. Or it's like you want to be something that you're not. Yes, I think mm-hmm. that's I think why that's it the, feels so icky. I think that's the insult part of it. But yeah. but also if somebody's you know um, jaded and sort of beaten down and bedraggled and then this young you know bright-eyed ambitious person comes in to them it might be a you're look how eager you are right i would think i mean i think both like the not being involved if someone's helping you and they haven't finished their degree yet i mean they're at the intern level yeah so you can tell like you're not through the gate yet definitively like you've got some time i would say like even if i'm annoyingly like oh that kid matt Anno- like eager, e- but I wouldn't mean it negatively. I'm glad you want someone young to be That's that way. That's what I was right. thinking. Like I want eager door. people yes. working yeah. for me. If someone you you said like if someone were the thought experiment, yeah. if someone were to refer to me now as eager, I would just call them a liar because I'm not fucking eager about anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. I think you only feel okay being called eager if you recognize that you're at the very beginning of something. And I think when you're young, you don't want anyone. I to would recognize. rather they say like enthusiastic or. Um, yeah, I think as long as they're describing it about my work habits and not like my excitement to go eat lunch or something, <laughs> <laughs> eager to take breaks. Yeah, yeah. it has yeah. a lot to do with context. It yeah. also has yeah. a lot sure. to do with how you, how much you trust your management or trust who you're working with, your fellow yeah. team. So if someone calls you eager, it just completely depends on the the context. But I also think the closer you are to being young, like you know, at that time I was, you know, twenty, twenty one years old. Um, 
the worst thing you can be in high school is eager about anything. Yeah. You know, like that is the opposite of cool. I wonder so, if that would become like a cool word that teenage kids would use. Like they used to say never. thirsty. Like It'll, eager is oh, exactly right. that. It'll never like, become eager cool. Eager is thirsty. It is. It totally yeah. Oh, that fool is eager. Right. <laughs> I, can hear that being. I want that to be the new thirsty. <laughs> like, e- yeah. I, um, I, I want to work with thirsty people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's just other descriptors. Like when I say, like if I'm trying to interview someone, I say like I want them to have a fire. Like I want them to be, to not say no to assignments. So if I bring something to them, I don't want want them to be eager. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Eager is the word. So I I don't see it as offensive. Well, if someone described me as that, I'd say like, yeah, I'm young. I'm inexperienced. I'm eager. I'm looking to. That's what I'm saying. From from our perspective now, that's who I want. Are, yeah. I want you to be eager. I want you to be asking for more work and to want to learn more and to be doing as much as you can do and to like doing it. Uh, but when you're 20 or you know young, you want to be seen as aloof and like, I don't really give a shit about any of this, you know? And so oh. I mean, that's kind of how you're programmed. Right. It's this weird transition. So when they say that, you're... You're just conditioned to think that that's a bad thing, but, I but think, it's not from I think their point of view. Jeff is right that it's that thing of like, you want to be something you're not yet. It's that, and it's also sort of like, if you like someone, you don't want them to know you like them if they don't like you as much. Mm-hmm. You want to be at equal levels of like, because otherwise then it's like a power thing. Yeah, I feel like the eager, the insult part of eager is that if you come in somewhere as an intern, for example... There's a reason that you're an intern and there's a job that needs to be done as an intern, but I've worked on shows where TV shows back in the day where there were people that we were all PAs, but there were there was always one person that thought they were better than a PA and they didn't yeah. want to do any PA right. work and then all the PAs got stuck doing it. So they would always kind of pal around with the UPM or the whoever else to kind What's of a UPM? A unit production manager to sort of act like they were above their responsibility right so to me that's eager or maybe that's over eager but but i think yeah it depends who's saying it right but i think that's that's the non-insult or that's like the code that you would use for that person ah you know so it's like somebody that's an intern but they want to be something bigger but they don't don't quite understand well this is your role you should do it we need you to do this i think yeah i think it depends in that sense i think it depends on the industry if it's like if it is something like a film set where everyone has their very specific role, I don't know. I remember when I was doing stuff for early morning TV in New York. Um, I was doing a segment on the news, and they liked me, and I liked them, and they were gonna like you know sort of have me start doing other segments maybe at different times when the show was on. And I remember a producer saying to me, "Yes, we're aware that you would like to be doing more." And I was like, I'm going to, my soul's going to crumple up and die right now. <laughs> I will just sneak out under the space below what? the door. Because it was like, yes, we're aware that you, you I don't really know. want this. Yeah, it was like. They may as well just look to you and said, you are not cool. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Like, I, I, like my skin was on fire. I felt like I was wearing no clothes. It was. It yeah. was a very yucky feeling because it was oh. like everyone here is aware of your ambitions. We will let you know whether we <laughs> choose to do anything with you, you thirsty bitch. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just like uh, way too confident to a level of like oblivious. But like I would go like, <laughs> that's what oh, I say about you. Oh, cool. You 
I'm glad that I've communicated that accurately, that I want more responsibility. But see, I also think hmm. I have look, looking back on interviews I went on in just my life, as I do sometimes, I think that I treated work like relationships and relationships like work in that I would go into interviews thinking like, I don't want to let them interview job interviews yeah. thinking, I don't want them to know how bad I want it. I want to act like I've got other offer, you know, like played it really cool versus in relationships where I was definitely pathetic and desperate. I really should have, re- should have reversed that. <laughs> it's never, a, it's never been a problem when I've interviewed someone and they've been, they've told me they really wanted the job. Like I've left <laughs> interviews yeah. being like, should I send an email to like, I don't want to be lame and like, send an email so I'll just play it cool when in fact if I had emailed them afterwards to let them know how much I wanted the job that probably would have helped me yeah absolutely would yeah, yeah. I yeah. had a meeting once um, one of those Hollywood general meetings with some casting people <laughs> and they asked me at one point toward the end would you want to be in a pilot and I since I have since learned like what you're supposed to respond with there but I kind of went into like yeah I mean I like what you guys do some of the pilots going on these days are a little cheesy I would never want to be someone that like came in with like some stupid line and a you know her uh, yeah. and, you know like going I fucking kept blathering on and then I was finally like oh, I, I I guess the answer is yes and they were like good answer and I felt like that was so non-eager mm. that it was asinine it was so stupid I might as well just be like I'll see you later I don't want anything to do with this goodbye right it was so dumb wait now you say because general meetings are always um they want you eager a what's the word challenge for me i was looking for a more fancy <laughs> you did exciting this, I word you're gonna say a prolapsed anus <laughs> I, was, I was making weird that's gestures. the universal hand gesture for prolapsed <laughs> yes. is it that looks and that's more what like a general meeting is like it's just so stupid and yes i have so talked at length about n- not understanding what really what i'm supposed to be doing in a general but you said that you've since learned how you're supposed to answer that question where did you learn? So my manager told me. Really? Yeah, I go, oh, they asked me if I wanted to be on a pilot. And he goes, did you say yes and nothing more? And I went, oh, it didn't quite go like that. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, but not really. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, 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 I mean, I did say first yes. First I said pilots were stuping. Well, first, <laughs> first of all, just, like, first put I small part them. First yeah. of all, I did say yes. Okay, so just know that. <laughs> I took a long route to get there. But eh, they'll probably forget about that part. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like you know how to do generals now? Never. I don't want to. I think it's the worst part of Los Angeles. I think if you're <laughs> like <laughs> if you're good at something, you shouldn't have to go like audition with those people being totally unaware of the thing that you can do. Oh, and and, and you're not auditioning. You're not even auditioning for anything. No. A, a so general is just general a meeting. Is like we want like we want you to meet with these this production company or this producer or this person at this I don't, and oftentimes yeah it's someone who doesn't really have the power to give you to do I don't know what it, it's just a time I, is it mm-hmm. just like to get your name out yes. there so they say like it's, someday when a project yeah. comes along they go oh there's this Allison yeah it's it so that you're the on timing their has to work perfectly where if yeah. you go in and you mention IT or something and yeah. they go Oh my god, we're, we have something coming down the pipe in two weeks. You yeah. would actually be pretty good. For, it needs to turn the wheel that much so ah, that they go. We've got that yeah. IT thing. We've got four people. We met with Alan last week. Keep him in the list. If it's longer than that, they've met six thousand people beyond. Yeah, that. I, I think it. you know it's different for actors and for writers and stuff. But it's like if you're a writer and you go on a general, it's a way to, um, for the development person to put a personality to the name because mm-hmm. you know otherwise they're just looking at a name on a script, right? Get a better sense of you as a writer. And then, because these people, all they do with their job is make lists. 
You know, so yeah. I have a project. It's like I got make a list of directors, make a list of writers, make a list of. Uh, I and feel so, like I've shot myself in the foot with generals, where they're like, yeah. "Oh, she'd be good for that," but we met her and we did not like her. <laughs> <laughs> she had no personality. Yeah. I think but everyone she probably feels that way, though. Really? Okay. Right? I, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there, and t- to the listener who's like, "Oh, she's talking about generals again." I'm sorry, but this is a new facet of it. Maybe <laughs> I just I talk about them too much. Oh, I'm apologies. angry. I'm angry about them. Yeah, <laughs> even just... though I haven't been on one in many years, potentially because I've made it very clear this is my feeling about them. Um, I lost my train of thought. But you go do your own thing, and then the ideal situation is to have a meeting, and they go, "We love your podcast. Everyone here listens to it. We kind of know a bit about you. Here's why we want to meet." That makes way more sense than like, "Hi." Tell us a bit about yourself. Like, why am I here? I have to, to like give a biography yes. of my life. And I don't know which, I don't know what I'm supposed to be emphasizing. There yeah. was one where I went in to meet with her and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to be like sticky joke girl. So I'm just going to talk like a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that was even my train of thought ahead of time. It was, Daniel looks like he was going to fall asleep. I hope you don't represent the listener. <laughs> I, always, I just always look like that. Now. I listen. Okay. Tell your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feedback afterwards was she thought I was going to be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have been. And, and less eager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I, was, I read a little bit of Artie Lang's book one time. And he's just like, you know, so jovial and charming. And like the golden age of where like people used to go to Montreal and get like half a million dollar holding deals or think development deals. And he was like, I met with a studio and I was making them laugh a lot. Next thing you know, they signed me to this. He made like three quarters of a million dollars oh just God. from being charming in a meeting. It was unbelievable. I was like, Oh yeah, that doesn't really happen nowadays. And it's like, and I know myself well enough when I'm in these meetings. Like I sit there politely. I go, okay, thanks. I don't like. Ah, oh, reminds me of a story, and then have something. I just am so goddamn boring that I'm yeah. terrible at them. I think the me- the people who set the meetings. I'm sure that they're like. I hope someone comes in and entertains me for an hour. Yeah, and that's not at all what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Any time, maybe once. I don't, yeah, I mean, I think that they're usually genuinely looking for projects that they can get excited about and um, talent. Who side are you on? No, they're looking because <laughs> I've right. worked in that. Like they, they're looking for talent that they can do projects with and someone that they vibe with. So it isn't just. I mean, some I, for some people, it's probably just to fill up their day, but um, seems terribly inefficient. Yeah, I, yeah. I do think that uh, if you have stuff that you're excited about, um it's not necessarily the worst thing to go on a bunch of generals because you just never know. It's kind of a way of networking without having to hit the lunch or party scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You do get to meet people and then those people later might remember you and it's not completely useless, but it it is a weird interaction because you don't know what it is you're selling. Yeah, I think I get in my head too much of like, what's their angle? What are they looking for? When listening to you, Daniel, and you saying like they really genuinely just want to meet people and get excited about projects, like oh, that's so much simpler. Because I've always enjoyed them. I always I like, didn't know you've done them. Listen, honey, I'm great in a meeting. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've heard you say this. Pass, no, like, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I actually, I actually believe that. I think I am really good in a meeting, and I think it's because I just look at it like uh, this is a an opportunity to talk about things I'm excited about and they may, you know, that, that might rub off on them and there might be something in the future or maybe not, but, um, 
Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm not ever... I, I've never gone into a general looking for result. Have so, you gotten some results, though? Never. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't looking for them, so true. joke's Low on them. expectations. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, you meet people and, mm-hmm. you know... Who knows? Like, but but circuitously, you know, this person might say, like, I got, I did get the um, graphic novel thing because somebody knew somebody, and the, it was like, oh, we we want to do this graphic novel, and as a TV, this I we want to do this idea as a TV series, and they're like, well, why don't you talk to this guy who does comics, and you know, and then you get this opportunity. That so I don't know. Yeah. If you had a meeting, though, let's say your meeting was twenty two days from now. You know what you'd probably want to do ahead of time? I shower. mean, maybe. You'd probably want to shower. You might want to do 21 Day Fix Extreme from Beachbody On Demand. You probably are familiar with Beachbody. Um, there are the people behind P90X, Insanity, uh, all sorts of workouts that back in the old days, if you wanted to do them, you had to buy the DVDs and then lug them around. Or just keep them right under your TV, but still it was a pain in the butt because all those DVDs... A lot of DVDs. That's a lot of DVDs. A lot yeah. of DVDs for one program. Beachbody no On DVDs. Demand has so many more than just one program. They have like a zillion different programs and now it's a streaming service. It's so convenient. It's so awesome. So like I was saying, you're probably familiar with P90, P90X or Insanity. 21 Day Fix Extreme is for when you need results fast. They have a they have that. They have a three-week yoga retreat. They have T25. They have the first-of-its-kind cooking show for healthy weight loss and portion control called Fixate. They have a special workout for uh, pregnant women. I did it when I was in my second trimester, and I thought I was going to just crush it because I had worked out a lot before, um, but I was winded after like 10 minutes, so it's a super-duper hard workout, and they have one for each trimester. Um, all sorts of different uh, programs for whatever your goals are, whatever you're into. And because it's streaming, you can do it wherever your TV or your tablet or your computer or your your what have you is. Um, let's say you travel a lot. This is perfect if you want to just work out in your hotel room. It is amazing. It's a brand new service, but it already has almost a million members. And my listeners can claim a free 30-day membership Listeners, just text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030 and get a full 30 days of access to this entire platform for free. So again, remember how I said uh, 21 Day Fix Extreme? I remember. You do? Mm-hmm. You can get a free 30-day membership. So theoretically, That's more. you could, you have you could do the whole program and then be like, uh, thanks. Okay, that was free. So again, free 30-day membership. Just text Allison to 303030303030 and get a full 30 days of access to the entire platform for free. Okay. Have I said anything I should regret? Probably. But like how much? No, I can't think of anything. I cannot either. Me neither. Didn't name any names for those general meetings that you botched. I just wonder, are there people who host general meetings listening and they're like, no, well, you know then what? they wouldn't be hosting uh, them. Any, none, of the, none of the people you've had general meetings have been motivated enough to listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that's helpful. every now and again I go in and they go, hey, we really we used to like uh, listen to Professor Blastoff. I go, oh, well, thanks. And then they never buy anything. So it doesn't really matter, even if they have a vague uh, knowledge of who you are, I suppose. Maybe my ideas are just bad. Do you know oh, what I what hate? 
That, that just reminds right, me Maybe of, I'm just loathsome. <laughs> I hate when someone will say like, hey, I read that book or I, I listened to the podcast. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, thanks. Or, you know, you're like, oh, but then there isn't any... Yeah, like you have to have a compliment there. Yeah, there's just like a lot of stuff in there. Even just like something so generic, just that you can't just blindly stare. That's like, do they think that the fact that they listen to it is a compliment, or is it just? Well, how are you supposed to take that? I always go, oh, thanks, and then I'm like, wait, but they didn't say if they like. What am I thanking them for? It's the type of person who could plunge a knife into you and never break eye contact. That's that level of socio. Pathology, I think. There. Yeah, or is it sociopathy? I don't think it is, but I, want I don't it know. To be. I was I was grasping as I finished my word. Did you know this has come up on the show? It's hmm. chiropractic. That's the noun. This should be chiropractic. Hmm. Oh no, what about I, chiropractic. I always thought it was chiropractic. Yeah. Chiropractic. Wait, what do you mean? Chiropractic. Sorry, like um, the field of chiropractory is called chiropractic. That's the field. Okay. He is or she is a chiropractor. They practice chiropractic? (laughs) Yes. Doesn't that sound weird? I mean, chiropractic is a little too iffy and it sounds like they're always practicing on you. You can have a medical practice, but like you're performing medicine, whereas... Yeah, I don't want anyone doing chiropractic on me. Yeah, no. Sounds like karate practice. I think the combination of words is just too easy. You want it to be right. Like chiropractic. It's like, because that P has to be there, you want it to finish with practice. No, yes. Chiropractic sounds like... We're getting into this guy. (laughs) Someone's going to take down big chiropractic. Chiropractic sounds like an adjective. So like, oh, what kind of work did you have? Chiropractic work. Mm -hmm. Or like, here's another one. Podiatric? Podi- podiatric. <laughs> I knew I was going to... I knew... Well, okay. Yeah. Podiatric. Po- <laughs> what? Yeah, podiatric surgery. That sounds weird to me. Mm-hmm. All medical terms are weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably... Uh, that's the Podiatric? Takeaway. Yeah. Because I was having a text conversation <laughs> with Greg Heller. It's not podiatric. Uh, it's not And I wrote either. out yeah. podiatric, but in my head I was saying podiatric, and I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> Maybe this is a better... Pursue. Which ones make the most sense to you? Just D- dental, that- <laughs> dentistry that flies dentistry, right by. Dentistry works, and it's dental that works. Mm-hmm. Dental practice. Dental practice. Fine, I'm fine with that. Orthodontic practice. Ortho- but orthodontic. Orthodontic. No. Why isn't it orthodontal? But, it, but the field is orthodont orthodontistry, isn't it? Mm. Now you <laughs> I think it's orthodontistry. <laughs> Daniel, we're getting into something. This is there, my man. favorite topic. <laughs> Words. Mm-hmm. We're taking stuff down, man. Orthodon- I'm zipping them. I think it's orthodontistry. Orthodontia? <laughs> now nothing. Ma- my brain is melting. Orthodontia is the stuff of orthodontics. <laughs> I work in orthodontics. Orthodontics <laughs> is. That's. I, I collect orthodontia. Wait, it is orthodontia. Hard to find. Oh my god, what is it? Is it orthodontistry? Is orthodontia. that a word? Orthodontia <laughs> ephemera. No. That's the best. Wait, is orthodontistry uh, not? Oh my word? god! I just like <laughs> someone needs to rescue this podcast. Just imagine if you guys were high. <laughs> I can, I can imagine it now. I only get high with orthodontia. <laughs> it's you not orthodontia. You were wondering what you should feel weird about. So- like familiar (laughs) i want to know is there anything i should regret because i need to because i'm about to say this and i don't want there to be too many things 
And I was thinking, you mentioned that after our lunch with these friends, we that we were both insecure. we both felt insecure. So I want to explore that for a second. In case they're listening? Yeah, like, here's the deal. <laughs> these days, especially if I meet, I don't know if you guys have this, but if I meet somebody uh, or there's someone I kind of just, you know, I know a little bit, and I end up dominating for whatever reason. If they're asking me a lot of questions, in this case, they were asking a lot, me a lot of questions. So I was talking the whole time. And I, the whole time I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, I fucking could not stop talking about myself. How rude. And my brain just obsesses on that, even though it wasn't necessarily the case that I was, like, from their point of view, I wasn't. Why are you giving me that look? Because it is orthodontia. <laughs> I just See, realized, yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Go I'm ahead. alone in all of my conversations. <laughs> Wait, so I understand what you're saying, though, because yeah, they it. keep asking you questions and you keep talking. Yeah. B- but then you're like, it's all over, and you're like, man, all I did was talk about myself. They kept asking me questions. I yeah, they're like, yeah. Like, it wasn't even a lull rude. for me to ask them. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Right. And, and, I, and then I'll constantly think of things that where I could have asked a question and for whatever, and that, you know, I won't let my... I bet I, if you replayed it, a lot of times people, when they do that, um, are volleying it back. You know, meaning like you'll say like, you must know what that's like. Just something that simple to give them an in. And then a lot of times they'll phrase it in a way that puts it right back to you. That's true. And I, th- I think that for me in general, except this podcast, you know, isn't... I'm not this way on, on the podcast, but it's like, I'm not comfortable talking a lot about myself even though I do this every week and I'm talking about myself. <laughs> sure. But it's in conversation. I never feel comfortable if the topic is on me. I would much rather talk about the other person. You have mm-hmm. a big, like, I don't want to overstay my welcome thing. Yeah. And so anytime your- that I feel that the balance is tipped, I f- get like, I just get this weird feeling. I don't know what it is. Like, I just like, oh, I feel icky. Tell us more about that, Daniel. No. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I am starting I to wonder if I have some sort of social uh, something or what that's all about because I, I don't you, know if that's normal. I think ultimately you have, to, you have to figure out how self-aware you are and can you read someone else's expressions and what they're actually thinking. Because if you're just talking and talking and people look at you and you can realize like that they're saying like, please shut up with their <laughs> eyes, then you realize like, okay, I'm going to back off and ask a question. Yeah. But if they're genuinely interested in you, I mean, that's also a sign of a good host, right? A good host would be someone who's interested in you and your personal life and having you talk and share. Yeah. So maybe they're just well-mannered people. And my insecurity was I talked with the wife a lot because we're in this class together. Um, so I talked to her a lot. We were sitting in a booth and I was, she and I were on the inside and then her husband and oh, Daniel yeah, were on the yeah. outside. And so I was talking to her a lot and Daniel and the husband were talking a lot. There were times that all four of us were talking, but there was a lot of like two separate conversations. And then I thought, what if I was doing that thing where I wouldn't shut up and she actually wanted to be having a group conversation and I was like preventing it because I kept being like, and blah, 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 blah. And then I just finally decided, I think I'm plugged in, like what you're saying, Al, I think I'm plugged in enough that if her body language was like, bitch, shut up. Yeah. You're eager. Yeah. Um, I would know, but I'm not sure because somehow having a child has brought in all this social anxiety. Not that I was like super well adjusted before, but I think it's somehow, I don't know what it is. I think it's that like you're not on terra firma and you're overtired all the time. 
Yeah, it's mm. weird. I, I don't know that I've always been like triggered by social interactions, but nowadays it's like every social interaction. So it's not even that one. It's like someone wants to come visit the baby tomorrow and it's just like, oh, fuck. I'm like so stressed out. But, you know, why? Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's like sl- sleep deprivation and I just don't feel... It's just a weird... Yeah, like maybe it's just general anxiety. I'm not sure. Maybe I should go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like, are you worried about being judged because no. your baby cries or nope. because you don't have it together or, you know, like, are there things you know that you're it worried is? about? I feel like I'm not in... Con- like, even now on this podcast, I feel like I can't finish thoughts as well as I used to. I feel like I'm not as able to... to you know, like right now, come up with things off the top. <laughs> I'm just so sleep defra- think- deprived. So it makes me feel like if I can't enter into an interaction with a person and feel confident that I'm going to be able to, you know, uh, hold your own, ho- like even have a conversation, Express your thoughts, yes, yeah. or just even have a, like a normal <laughs> conversation without like running out of steam mid sentence. It makes me it gives me anxiety so i think that's probably what, what it if it's a chemical thing like so much of the rest of our brains where you know like when people have kids and like, what, what's happened to them like oh they have kids we never see them anymore yeah like suddenly you're in your cave this little caveman part of your brain is like people want to come over i'm too stressed out it's just this little dose from a chemical in your brain like let's tell them we're busy and next thing you know you kind of cut everyone off and you're just like in that well, that's cave, the instinct that's it yeah. but i don't want to cut people off i think i think know? number one it's just a season of life. It will pass. Yeah. It it's it feels like a long time. Two, the little things that you're doing to get yourself out of the comfort zone, where you realize, like, hey, we survived. We did a fun, we did okay. Those They're will get good. easier and easier. Because I was the same way. Like, yeah. I didn't want to take Samantha anywhere. Yeah. I didn't want to go in public. I didn't like it. I didn't like if Sam cried in public because I was very self conscious of it. Yeah. And then like Jenna would get me out of the house with the baby, and it'd be like, oh, she just cried. No one cared. Like, right, because I have a baby. It's what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking get, like, about going to dinner one of these days, but it's like, well, can we t- take the baby? I mean, I've talked yeah, about before about taking the baby to a restaurant, but in general, I feel like like is it acceptable to take yeah. a baby to a restaurant to this yeah. restaurant? You know? I was that way with flying. I did not want to fly with Sam. Yeah. I just was like, this is going to be too nuts. She's going to be crazy, ear popping, like all sorts of terrible stuff. Yeah. And then I flew with her, and it was like, oh, this was like a dream. And now I don't even question. It's like, oh, we'll just take Sam. No big deal. Let's Buy a plane ticket. Let's go. I feel like um, it should. You, you'll get there. I just wish it was socially acceptable to have a conversation with someone where all you do is just stare at them. <laughs> yeah. And there are probably bars where that happens. Say, there are people oh, who are yeah. probably up for that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's like a scene. That's, That's a bar a scene, yeah. where you just people just stare at each other awkwardly. And Tuesday, just... one o'clock. There's Froyo. There's Air Bar. There's oh, Stair Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. I would love to just do Stair Bar. With yeah. You. Tuesdays are trivia night. <laughs> Wednesdays just stare at each other. <laughs> stare. Given all this uh, social anxiety, doesn't it make staying in and and making a delicious, affordable? flexible, super easy dinner via Blue Apron, a dream. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because with Blue Apron, they send you everything you need, all the fresh, high-quality ingredients to make a delicious meal, and it's all pre-proportioned, so you don't have to find a recipe you want, go to the store, buy the ingredients, not know how much, have leftover ingredients. You don't have to go to the store at all, which is, let's face it, a huge bonus because uh, that's real pain in the butt. But Blue Apron takes the pain in the butt out of cooking a delicious uh, meal. And it's less than $10 per person per meal. 
So for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You can choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within a year. You'll never get bored. It's flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. It's super easy. There's a great uh, step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card included with each meal. And Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Allison. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Allison, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Let's um, do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Allison, you've stolen my heart by Jono Esp. I stumbled on this show by accident and fell in love with Allison. I listened to two podcasts religiously, Art of Wrestling and Allison Rosen is my new best friend. The guests are always interesting and funny. She keeps me company when I stay late at work, and the gang keeps me laughing and my commutes. Shout out to Daniel, Al, Jenna, and Jeff. Keep up the great work, guys. Jonathan E. Nice. The wrestling crossover is common. No, that's why, uh, that's why this one appealed to me so much. uh, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. But I, when I read that, I was like, what? That's (laughs) awesome. When I looked over your face, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you believe it? (laughs) That's what was going on. Um, listen, people, I'm well aware this is an obnoxious self-aggrandizing segment. That's why I like it. Also, it helps out the show. If you leave reviews on iTunes, so please leave nice reviews. Click five stars. It is our favorite number. If six stars were available, that would be my favorite number. And you can do all that and subscribe at iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Also, we have bonus episodes that are available. We have ringtones that are available. And I don't often plug this stuff because I feel like you guys all know. But what if you don't know? What if what's standing between you and pleasure in your earbuds is the fact that I didn't mention it. I almost said oral pleasure, A-U-R-A-L, but that would not have come across well. So I went with pleasure for your earbuds, in your earbuds. Anal? (laughs) That's Anyway, go to uh, Allison, go to the store on my website, allisonrosen.com, for all that stuff I just mentioned. Also, it's all available. On iTunes, um, oh, hey, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, allisonrosen.com doesn't cost you anything extra but it helps the show thank you for your amazon support also i'm on patreon tomorrow i'm recording a bonus patreon episode please be all please be all please be all please be all it's al oh (laughs) (laughs) that's exciting april's bonus episode was with the one and only colonel jeff fox a lot of people are super into it but they've been wanting al and it's it's his turn. Find out. Got we'll him. see. Behind the curtain. That's right. Behind the Al curtain. That's I can right. do you the numbers. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> the hashtag curtain. Jenna's been on. Essential Mormon. 
more than one <laughs> bonus episode um patreon.com slash allison rosen is where you go for that so you there's the different reward levels you can get bonus episodes you can get uh exclusive video interactive video stream uh you can get merch in the mail fun stuff patreon.com slash allison rosen let's do uh just mirror everyone sometimes i ponder on something i Okay. Dave Cross says at one. I I said A instead of one, even though it was just one. That was weird. One, see an ant in the house. Two, for the next week, assume every little tick or itch is an ant on your body. Oh, yes. A thousand percent. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yes. No, not me. Really? You just don't have an issue with ants. yeah, I mean, not like that. I think I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's that growing up in, in more of a deserty <clears throat> yeah. environment, you just get used to critters. Yeah, yeah. but like a, like a toilet that hasn't been used in a while, you flush it before you sit on it, and you see a spider fall out. Uh, that doesn't well, bother you from then different. on. Then it's like I have I a tremendous here. amount of spiders in my yes. anus because <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like a home for spiders. Yeah, I will not pre-flush. I just <laughs> home for wayward it. spiders. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Like if I'm in a place where there are are spiders, I will check under the lip of the toilet. Yeah, you just, know, before I sit down. But then it's like the next like couple of hours, no. like every little twinge. Yeah, let it in there. In but yeah, I don't. Have you guys heard of pinworms? No. I've heard the term. I don't know what they are. You're not confusing it with pinwheels? I've been called a pinworm. (sighs) Maybe I am. Pinworms. Pinworms. I'd never never heard heard of of them until I was watching season two of Love on Netflix, and one of the characters casually mentions them, and then I Googled Googled pinworms, and I wish I could just scrub all of this from my brain. They're tiny, minuscule worms that like live in your colon and lay eggs in your butt <laughs> and sometimes you'll have intense anal itching at night because that's when they crawl out of your butt and lay eggs <laughs> and, and look these around exist coast all clear out here oh and come on out guys they're just, no they're just sitting on rocking chairs <laughs> sipping lemonade they're like you know? they're like lice in that like it's an infestation that's passed from like school kids basically and it 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 has nothing to do with your level of hygiene or your um socioeconomic level like so I'm sure Mi- Mitzi, and, Mitzi and Bitsy, those are my go-to rich names, will be, I've actually never said Mitzi and Bitsy before, but I'm just saying like <laughs> Mitzi and Bitsy on their yacht, my little, little Evan might have pinworms. But that, but how? How do they, how I don't they know. I, Credit I card know. swipes? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Top we, siders. <laughs> we know too much. This is one of those areas where mm-hmm. it was better when, before well, we had any, microscopes. Anytime my butt itches it. Oh, and like a way you, sorry, I did not mean to talk so much about it. A way you can find out if you have them is by taking scotch tape and like sticking it on your, on your butt. And, you know, this I whole do that thing, anyway. This, yeah. this whole thing sounds like a hoax actually. Yeah. But what I read is you can like put scotch tape <laughs> On your anus and then pull it off and you'll see oh, like little, little grab the scotch tape little microscope. Yeah. I you'll feel see like maybe something doctor should be involved at that point mm-hmm. if we're putting scotch tape in parts like that. Yeah, well, it's not inside. Doesn't matter. On the, yeah, if you're how do you, how are you supposed to get rid of them? 
Did this article say like drink paint or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, you're supposed I don't to. You're supposed that. to take all your clothes off and run up and down the block. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah. Weird. You, cure. you just yeah. get send two hundred dollars <laughs> to uh, an offshore. I don't remember actually. There must be a pill. The yeah. better. Be. I would guarantee. Or just but again, cream. are they a twenty dollars copay? Worm? Yes. Go see a doctor. There's just, parasitic worm. Okay. Just. You know, rub bleach on your butthole, mm-hmm. and oh, it bleaches just, your butthole. Yeah. So win-win. <laughs> no, but they come and get physician. me, ants. What I was gonna say is, I don't think just rubbing bleach on your butthole would work because I think they're further up. But I'm not sure now. What if you blow a little cocaine in there? Yeah. Have, well, then, have your oh my god, the itching would be so intense because they'd be all like, <laughs> they'd just be. <laughs> oh, baby, look at us, y'all. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's <laughs> helpful. Even better. <laughs> it's helpful to see yourself not as one entity, but more like a, you know, luxury liner carrying <laughs> many entities, yeah, like a cruise ship. You know, mm-hmm. and they're just chilling on the poop deck. <laughs> uh, you know, because that's what it is. I mean, when you see like the little bugs that live on your eyelashes and stuff you can get all creeped out or you can just go hey you know i'm a luxury liner yeah i'm a luxury i don't think i don't (laughs) that's why they're coming out at night like the moon is so wonderful this evening so nice at night here to join me on the deck it's a a muggy night down here (laughs) (laughs) but if they were microscopic then they're just like dust mites and who cares i mean i care but I can't care that much about things that are like the size of germs. But these, I think you can see them with the naked eye. Like there's, there's just tiny, but they're worms in your butt. <laughs> God, what if they had like a little monocle? Yeah. Like a little top hat or something? Yeah, a little, they're so refined. A little uh, snifter of brandy <laughs> swirling it. <laughs> After an enchilada night, I prefer to enjoy the deck. You wouldn't have a problem then. <laughs> a little blanket for their cold leg, Aww. you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're cold leg. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that's cute. Now they're cute. almost like sea monkeys in your butt. That's kind of what they are. Yeah. I guess. You've given me a new way to look at it. Yeah, like one would have the little crown from the cartoon <laughs> and the two are playing volleyball right. over the net and playing in the sand. There yeah. are people who believe that there's a, I forget what it's called, there's a um, certain kind of parasitic, it's not a ringworm, but it's one that goes into your intestines that kind of gnaws and it can create Anem- uh, you can get anemic if you get too many of them. You'll you'll get them if you're like at an outhouse. They're sort of in that area. But they believe that some. There are people who believe that having them in our systems, we evolved with them in our systems, and having there's something about having them in your system that helps you not have allergies. And now that we've kind of cleansed ourselves of them, we don't. And you can actually send to places where you can get them and ingest them. And there, are, there are people who th- believe it's cured them of their, of their allergies. That there's something about the symbiotic whatever they're doing that calms your system. I don't know. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they're not all bad. More. You know, it's like they creep us out. But you can get them at uh, tapewormdirect.net. Dot <laughs> com was already taken. <laughs> you know, they're your little buddies. Allergies, uh. itchiness, sore throat, runny eyes. Get a worm in there. Get a worm. <laughs> Solved. Scotch tape on your butt fails. <laughs> Try tapeworms. <laughs> okay. Brendan Kent Bart Brandon Kent Barton says every time someone addresses something on social media to you know who you are, I automatically assume it's about me. 
Who are you dealing with, Brandon Kent Barton? Who are you dealing with? <laughs> oh, I, I never assume it's me. Yeah, I mean, I just go like it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't think I'll, I've ever seen someone write, you know who you are. I'm always referring to Brandon Kimbar. <laughs> I, I see it a lot. Yeah, so it's always really? like, it's not, yeah. Someday I'm going to find someone who, what is it? Smears my lipstick, doesn't make my mascara run. You know who you are. And you're like, whoa. Jeez, okay. Who are you following, Al? I, I, my Facebook is normal. <laughs> this is people from high school, college, just normal Facebook. Hmm. Wait, I've never heard that before. You Smears my lipstick phrase? and doesn't make my yeah, mascara someday, run? It's like, it's like, it's some phrase that has been passed around by all these teenage Clearly. girls. Yeah, where it's, it's like, uh, someday I'll find a man who, who doesn't make, who, who smears my lipstick and does not make my mascara run, meaning like doesn't make me cry. It's so busy kissing my face and messing my lips up. And you go like, okay, that's that's a good goal. I wish you the best. Yeah, if well, Jenna were here, she would pound. She would she would like jump right on it with me. I, but, I feel like know, this is but, Christmas for Jeff. Jody yeah. Sawyer, everybody. <laughs> LOL. Um, you never heard that phrase? No. Oh, you guys got to. Get on Facebook. It's all over. <laughs> I'm Come just going to follow. I'm just going to friend request everyone you're friends with. Please do. Yeah. Come on. But you're not friends with Brendan Kim Bartlett. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm very particular about Brendan my Kim Bartlett. <laughs> uh, Pipernicus says, use toes to pick things up off the floor rather than bend down to pick them up with my hands. Chimp feet. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey foot all I the time. I don't. I can't grab things with my toes, but. I feel like as I've gotten older, really in the last year or so, I've been really using my toes more. <laughs> you know, like I didn't know where you were going to go with that. Like just really use, you know, because should lead at your next luncheon with that. <laughs> you know, like to to pivot. You know, you can pivot a little better if you just use those toes. You know, <laughs> you can. That's, you were just on balls and heels before. Yeah, it was like a, I think it was a wider. I needed a wider berth. <laughs> You're you know, grabbing before. onto door jams. Yeah, now I have a tighter turn radius because <laughs> you use the toes. Like if you're flying an airplane and you use something to make a flap go, uh-huh. make, but it seems like you were turning and then like focusing mental energy, like, come on, toes, get in the mix. <laughs> right. And then they would push it's like down. It's like one day you use the toe and you're like, whoa, where are these been? <laughs> it's like, I'm turning all the time. I'm facing the other direction. How did <laughs> yeah. this happen? It's like I'm in a plane or a motorcycle and I've always turned with just my weight. And now I've learned, oh, I have rudders. Steer. I can actually mm. steer. The toes are like little rudders. Yeah. The toes can, are like rudders. <laughs> you know, you can really use them to help, you know, like push yourself up. There's all sorts of things the toes can do. Just I never think thought about it. a lot of us probably were operating with that age four-ish. Going yeah. forward, right? L- listen like, to me. If sometimes... you spend the next few days really thinking about how you're using your toes... <laughs> Your, I use my toes like crazy. Yeah, your movement will improve. If I'm not wearing shoes or socks, if Jenna says something funny, I'll give her four thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there is a scale to measure like how fully are you using your toes. Yeah. yeah. They say Where most people now? only use ten percent of their toes. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, ramp it up a little bit. So you're up the scale if it's ten, you're at like yeah. eight point five from what I'm imagining was yeah. like a three point five before. Oh yeah, I mean, like the, my toe usage was real low. Mm-hmm. I was, re- but now, I mean, I'm probably up around fifty, fifty, sixty percent on the toe. Is this in shoes or barefoot, or just barefoot? Well, no, but you use them in the in the shoes. Yeah, absolutely, honey. I can't. Sorry, maybe I I've should angered you with this question. No, yeah, it, 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 I'm never barefoot. It's always in the shoes. It's not the toes gripping the the floor. 
it's the toes uh, pushing on the edge of the foot or on the the you know I I can't listen what? I can't describe it. It's it's are, are it's, it's about how it's are you describing it, it, walking. It's about. <laughs> It's about how the weight is distributed. The heel's going to hit a little first. Then I'm, it's like, prepare yourselves, toes. You're next. But then the ball of foot course gets in there first. And the toes it's, think, maybe it's not my... T- it's listen, there. Listen, you guys are laughing, but this is a natural extension of Daniel's experiment with using one foot and then the other while walking. This was the natural progression from that. Invention. Folks, you know, you can laugh all you want. You use one foot and then the other. I use one foot and five toes and then another foot and five toes. So much and better than that hopping you've been doing for 40 years. It's, <laughs> it's changed everything. Are the toes a bit of a synchronized swimming team as they operate? <laughs> or is it five rogues? <laughs> they, they work in tandem. Uh-huh. Some will carry more of the load. You know, like sometimes it's definitely the big toe. I got to say, it's probably the big toe most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, sometimes it's a little toe. Just depends really? on which way. It just, just depends on which way you're moving. Can honey. you give us an example, if or a scenario where little toes like driving at home? Oh yeah, I don't know. Like I guess if you're if you're having to move to the side real fast, you know, <laughs> like a juke, like yeah, a juke, yeah. I still it's, feel it's like really that's all about, big toe because using the inside. Let of your me foot. Ex- yeah. let me try to. It, it's all about increasing the amount of potential energy that you have in your movement. So it's like if you're if you're standing still and you're relaxed mm-hmm. and then something happens, it takes you an extra few moments, but if those toes are engaged, <laughs> yeah. You know, boom, you're like a fucking rabbit. It's like boom, you're you're out of there. Yeah. So it's just about having that extra little fucking, you know, you're sprinting out of situations split. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no like there's no like corner that's going to sneak up on me. You know, I'm going to round that corner just perfectly. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time you s- had to like aggressively sprint out of a, sin- a situation? <laughs> uh, it's been a while. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but I'm ready if it okay. happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know how thoroughly I'm using my toes. You don't think about your toes. Think about your toes. You'll, it'll just, it, listen, you'll thank me if someone comes up behind you and is like, well, I'm going to kill you. And you're, boom, you're out of there like so yeah. fast because the toes were pre-engaged. I have one final question. Has anyone else been <laughs> wiggling their toes in their shoe this entire <laughs> time? thinking about your toes. Oh, I have not. No, I <laughs> haven't been because I think just I have Jeff? toe blindness. Really? I guess. Oh, I just I'm... like I'm, I had this, but you're right. I had this whole, if we were talking about eye contact, my eyeballs would be so uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. But we talked about toes for what felt like you 50 minutes. <laughs> And I didn't even move my toes at all. See, you, yeah. your toe blindness, I feel like Al is fully toe conscious. I'm hyper aware. I'm yeah. hyper toe aware. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was wiggling them around thinking like, I'm test driving these guys. I was like, yeah, I use these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I use these guys. I take good care of them. Yeah. Use them. Yeah. Take them to the market. <laughs> take them. <laughs> Sometimes one, one stays home though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have you ever taken one to the market and left one at home? Because I haven't. That's hard to do. I wonder what the history of that is. Not on this show, but later (laughs) when I look up how to get rid of pinworms, I'm also going to look up this little piggy. The origins of roast beef. (laughs) I was doing that with Elliot, and uh, I didn't know which toe to start on, and I also couldn't remember the order. It doesn't matter. You start with the big one, because then it's the little piggy. No, I know, but I was like, this little piggy... Wanted roast beef. Oh wait, no. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, market. Yeah, it's I know. Market, I didn't know where to start. Home, roast beef, yeah, none. We 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 all around. Yeah, right. It's just wham, logical. Wham, 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 wham. 
Okay. Open, shut them. Open, <laughs> shut them. Give a little clap, clap, clap. Open, shut them. Open, shut them. Put them in your lap, lap, lap. Okay. Nice. Lee Brun says, throw this in the, well, he says, throw this in the topic sombrero, but we're going to do it in, in JMO. Duck, duck, goose or duck, duck, gray duck. I am from the gray duck region. But may but may be an anomaly. Is that what people say? I've never, never heard. heard I've only heard, heard duck duck. That. Never. Yeah. Heard what region is duck that? Gray duck. Gray duck. I'm glad I don't know gray duck people. That's atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I've it's, never heard yeah. duck duck gray duck. Duck duck gray duck. I've never heard that. All right, it's just you, Lee. I'm Bruns. angry against gray duck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for them. Yeah. I have no prejudice in my heart, but now I do. Gray duck people. <laughs> Goose, even... goose works so nice. It does. Goose, yeah. I feel like it's universal. I mean, yeah, duck, I would have thought goose, so. That's like the game. You, I mean, that's... you guys tic tac toe people. I'm tic tac Fred people. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> what? Wait, how does duck duck goose work? Duck duck. <laughs> you duck, in a duck, circle. Duck, yeah, and one say... person just goes duck duck duck, and as soon as they say goose, you run around. That person has circle. to stand up and chase the person who was doing the ducking, and the person who's doing the ducking has to get into all the way around the, the seat. seat where that person was goosed. Yeah. And if the person who was goosed tackles the person to the floor before they get tag tackle what are they playing tucson knife the person (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't even be gray duck it would just be gray you don't wait around for two syllables you hear the you hear the the g you're up you're out of there no that's weird i wonder what region uh looks like it's minnesota i'm specific to minnesota weird wow I, I know like a lot of yeah. Minnesota people. I've yeah. never heard this. That game, this has been something they've been keeping for all this time. <laughs> I I'm, think this person made it up. Until you're an official resident, they don't share that with you. That's what happens. <laughs> Imagine playing that game as an adult. That would be so... It'd be like... Does there that, that was spring a, up? I mean, even if you're using your toes. <laughs> there was yeah. an SNL sketch uh, on Saturday that was kind of like that, where th- just adults being like children. And it kind of made you feel like, yeah, why... Why not? Why couldn't you just be silly? No, I'm just talking about just do silly games. Just I'm just talking just, about be capable of getting up that quick. Yeah, to like chase I someone like without a, farting or I don't know what would happen. You'd run out of steam real fast. I don't know what would happen if I tried win. to do a somersault. Yeah. Now I don't think I could do it. You're like oh, I could win if I just don't even get up. Right? Like you just <laughs> <Right>. you <laughs> can run around the circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kara J says. Hate when people say it was in the last place I looked. Of course it was. Why keep looking after finding it? I never really thought about that, but that's <laughs> yeah. true. Uh, yeah, I yeah, like I've heard that, that too. It's like, yeah. no The last shit. phone call I made, or it was the last door that I knocked at. So if that bums you out, if you're the kind of person who's like, it's always in the last place I look, then just keep looking, and then it isn't. Yeah, I feel like in maybe like one of George Carlin's books, he had a, a bit. Oh, of really? That. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like it a dumb like a, dad joke. That like, is. Mm-hmm. Well, look, keep looking for your keys. It's always in the last place you look. Thanks, oh, Yogi, Yogi Berra. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. very like a Yogi Berra kind of thing. Mm. It's always open till it's closed. You're like, thanks. Yeah. Get out of your dad. <laughs> Daniel, you should share the uh, thing that your stepdad always used to say when you couldn't find something. Oh, yeah. How He'd go, so you'd be like, oh, where are my keys? And you uh, if it were up your butt, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> With my worms. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate your help. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Sure. You're right. Looking with me. A, I like this guy. Good point. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. <laughs> can't, can't argue with his logic. I guess. Good logic, though. Yeah. Or he'd, he'd come up to you. Worst, least helpful things you could ever say. Yeah. Or he'd come up to you. And go. Did you catch him? To catch what? The guy that hit you with the ugly stick. <laughs> Lock this guy even more. <laughs> right. Yeah, good stuff. 
<laughs> Good stuff. Confidence boosting. Yeah. He had a t-shirt. T-shirt painting We've poster. I know, but, but... Oh, Dave hasn't heard it. Yeah. We had a t-shirt in the shed. <laughs> so in the tool... We had a shed, and you opened the shed, and on the door, he had a t-shirt nailed to it that, that had a picture of a, a cat stuffed inside a glass jar. And it said, happiness is a tight pussy. <laughs> Three for three. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> really love this guy. <laughs> Navy Seals and Crofts says, when listening to Concerto featuring double bassoon, ponder unobtainable whimsy of a theoretical triple bassoon. Everyone. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that kind of bassoon sounding? It, it was. I think that it was wasn't my lower. first guess, but uh, but it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's lower, isn't it? Yeah. Now that's more. Bassoon, like a bass. bassoon of brass. Like a string bass, instrument. yeah. No, bassoon's wood. That's yeah. wood. That's a woodwind, yeah. yeah. Almost like an oboe-ish? Yeah, it's, it's but, but, it's but like bigger. Big. Than, yeah. It's like a big bong with yeah. a straw. Not a didgeridoo. No, no. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that's so one of my good. impersonations, right, honey? I never did heard. I never heard that till now. I don't, Why did you not break that you, one out? You got to you got to save some for old age when you know you so you still have new material. Um, I just appreciate anyone pondering unobtainable whimsy, which is what he does when he thinks about the triple bassoon. Okay. Uh, why is that whimsy? Did I miss some words in there? Unattainable whimsy of a theoretical well, triple bassoon. Yeah, because isn't it double bassoon? Yeah, it, yeah. So, so when he's like, this... what about a triple bassoon? Oh, okay. Right. But what makes it double? Just it's bigger. <clears throat> I have no idea. But I, I get what you're saying. Those. Both what's whimsical and what's why is the whimsical? Mm-hmm. Why is the whimsy unobtainable? Yeah. Well, I don't know. And but what's I just whimsical like it. about it? <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> Okay, JMO's for Aeros says, rarely look at my calendar to see what's coming up. Just have it email me a few reminders for each event. Nope, I never do that. Nope. Yeah, I always look. I, I was thinking recently that I don't look at the calendar enough. So I'm, I'm with her. Uh, but I, yeah. Wait, no, but... but I don't look at it's the calendar. Not, but I think the JMO is just have it email me a few reminders for each event. Yeah, I do. Well, I'll do alerts instead oh, of emails. But um, I don't do alerts. I, like, yeah, but I should. I wish I had a calendar somewhere. You have one. A um, wall calendar? Yeah, because yes, I feel I like not having a calendar, I lose track of time. Like I just, months go by. I'm like, holy shit, because I wasn't like watching it every day. You know? That's what I do. I watch my calendar every day. You just saw walk into the office and you'll just be staring at that calendar like <laughs> You guys, thanks so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. us. Thank Jeff. you for having me and my anal worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And spiders. Burn the chair. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And I'd like to give a shout out for two awesome bands I saw this weekend. Yes. Two all lady bands. One is called No Small Children. They're from L.A. And it's three. It's a three-piece, all ladies, and they're all school che- school teachers. Oh, cool. They were awesome. They rocked. And the other one was called Go Betty Go from Burbank, another all-girl band that's heading out on an East Coast tour. Go Betty Go? Go Betty Go. They're both and awesome. And No Small Children. Yeah. Check are they out. local? Yep. Both are from L.A. Check them out. 
There was a band that I used to be into called Third Grade Teacher, and the singer really was a third grade teacher. Mm. I wonder if they know each other. Probably not, because that was many years ago. Daniel, where can we find you? At Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the Snappy. Oh, God. <laughs> Your turn, bitch. <laughs> Alan? I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. LOL. David Huntsberger? Um, all of my stuff is at davidhuntsberger.com. I wanted to give a little um, thank you to one of your li- You have the nicest listeners, I do. Way. And one of them wrote a thing. I forgot that last time I mentioned uh, getting a bad review, yes. which I should not have done, nor should I do in the future, because like, I clearly set this person in a train an emotion to remedy that and they're like look i just wrote a new review to help Aww. you out so it was a really nice lisa. review though i read it yeah, yeah it's very sweet of her so thanks lisa and people can find me uh in the next month out on the road out in the western united states uh san francisco sacramento reno up to vancouver a bunch of places in between there then down to boise idaho denver back through new mexico and arizona and then a final show in san diego and during that, I'll be doing um, like a pre-order for my next CD through Kickstarter. Oh, cool. So like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit daunting. I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August, and it's like a little overwhelming for me. So I'm trying to raise uh, some money. Trying to raise some money for that and like put together, put out a new CD. And then it's also going to be kind of an animated special as well. I usually, oh, that's like, so cool. It's fun. Yeah, last time I did one, I had a bunch of animators each do like a segment of my act, and then I just play it on a oh, screen behind right me. It's pretty fun. Love that. Yeah. People should go see you because like it's a good night out. It's fun. Stand-up's it's fun. fun yeah. you know? It's one of the few... I mean, podcasts are nice because we get to like experience these thoughts as a listener to where you're, you're in it. You're like, oh, I've, I've thought that before. But I feel like stand-up is such a great... You know, even when you're seeing music, like there's an exchange of energy there. But stand-up's the only one where they're like... It, it's like a sharing of our thoughts in a weird way, like a, with the energy beyond just being like a lecture or something. Right. I don't know. I just... I think it's unique. I think it's... It's a, it's, I'm, I'm glad that it's an American export. It's an interesting thing. We were maybe the first ones to be like, what the fuck is all this? And started saying it into a crowd of people. And people were like, yeah, I think that too. That is weird. <laughs> it's interesting, and, isn't it? It's strange, yeah. It's yeah. a bizarre behavior, but I like it. So I'm cool. bummed you're going to... Well, I'm happy for you, but you're going to be yeah. gone for a while. But then you're back <clears throat> like back second for, half of June, right? Yeah, yeah. I get back like the, probably the 18th or 19th. And then I'm around to the beginning of August. Okay. And then I go for that whole month. Excellent. We will definitely be having you back because you got to cool. fill us in on how your tour was. Um, Thanks. And uh, Jordan Morris coming up, Joe Rosa coming up, John Henson coming back. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen and follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, oh, and I'm on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 